0: like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com Bob Bernie live
1: welcome back to Bob live and uh, welcome to our listeners here in Columbus Ohio uh, welcome to our listeners in Florida on faith talk 570, 760 and 9, 10 a.m. Bill Bunkley is away from the microphone for a few days, and I have the privilege of being your guest host as well as being my regular host uh, to my listeners here in Ohio. Uh, Something that I have said, not from the very, 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 very beginning of COVID, but shortly after we began getting... Absolutely contradictory advice, statements, and even facts from the experts about COVID. And they were contradictory. Do you remember 15 days to stop the, uh, the uh, oh my goodness, brain cramp? Uh, to stop the slides, stop the peak. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. Somebody will email me. Just, I have brain cramps every once in a while. No, it's not age, it's not. It's the way my brain works. Uh, Curve, stop the curve. And uh, we were just told all kinds of things, and then two months later, three months later, well, that's not really true, uh, you know, okay. And so, for a long, long time, I have said, when COVID is in the rearview mirror, Here's something we're all going to realize. Almost everything we were told was wrong. Almost everything. Now, I am not implying that it was malicious. It may have been for some. I don't think it was malicious for most of the experts. They just had no clue what they were doing. And everybody was yelling and screaming, do something. You got to do something. We're all going to die. So do something. So the experts said, uh, okay, uh, we're going we're gonna to do something. And so they made this declaration and this declaration and this requirement and this requirement. Look, we're doing something. And then six months later, well, we have to revise. And well, that really wasn't true. And well, you know, well, anyway. So I think a lot of it was out of desperation and ignorance. Not all of it. Not all of it. I do believe some of it was malicious for control. Uh, My listeners know I am not a fan of the teachers' union, the NEA. The largest union in America, one of, if not the most powerful union in America, and one of the most liberal left-wing unions in America. And I have great respect for teachers. I have a large number of public school teachers who are listeners to my program, and I love them, and I'm so glad that they listen. I am very glad they are in our schools, because we desperately need Christians in our schools but i have almost no respect at all for the unions here in columbus ohio i'm not going to bore you folks with in florida over this and those here in ohio know about the strike with our schools because of the union well back to covid we learned very early We learned very early that COVID was a disease that impacted primarily, number one, older people, number two, people with compromised immune systems. Uh, Diabetics, obese, uh, heart issues, uh, lung issues, people with asthma. COVID was primarily a disease of the old And those with a compromised immune system. We learned very, very early that the younger you were, the less likely you were to have a serious case of COVID. So much so that by the time you got down to high school kids, extremely rare. By the time you got down to middle school kids, almost never. By the time you got down to elementary school kids, almost, 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 never, 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 highly, highly, highly unlikely for an elementary school kid, number one, to get COVID. And if they did get it, it would be less severe, less dangerous than the flu, unless they had a compromised immune system, as some children do. Deaths. Among the very young, were extremely, extremely rare. We learned that very early, and in spite of the facts, the teachers' unions across America said, "We got to shut down the schools. Got to shut them down. Uh, we'll we'll just go to virtual learning. We'll give them all a computer let them sit home." And uh, it would because the teachers. Not all, but the teachers' union said, to mm, we're not going to put ourselves at risk. Well, the kids hardly ever got it. If they did get it, they didn't pass it along. And not only did we find out early that COVID was not really a danger to kids, but they were actually safer in school than at home. They were less likely to get COVID. At school, then at home. And again, we learned that fairly early. And in spite of the clear facts, teachers unions across America said, shut down, shut down. We're going to shut down the schools. Shut them down. Uh, We'll have virtual learning and the kids will be just fine. Don't worry about it. They're going to. Yeah. Which brings me to this headline today. Test scores show historic COVID setbacks for kids across America. Dateline Washington, the COVID-19 pandemic spared no state or region as it caused historic learning setbacks for America's children. I'm quoting from a secular source, erasing decades of academic progress and widening racial disparities according to results of a national test that provided the sharpest look yet at the scale of the crisis. Now, there's only one problem with that. It says, and again, I quote, The COVID-19 pandemic spared no state or region as it caused historic learning. No, it was not the pandemic that destroyed education in America. It was the response to the pandemic that destroyed educational goals for America's young people. Again, quoting, Across the country, math scores saw their largest decreases in history. Reading scores dropped to 1992 levels. Nearly four in 10 eighth graders failed to grasp basic math concepts. Not a single state in America saw a notable improvement in their average test scores with some simply treading water at best. These are the findings from the National Assessment of Educational Progress, known as the nation's report card. Quote, it is a serious wake-up call for all of us, Peggy Carr, commissioner of the National Center for Education Statistics, said in an interview in NAEP, When we experience a one or two point decline, we're talking about it as a significant impact. We experienced an eight point decline. Historic for this assessment. Now, who was responsible for most of the shutdowns of our educational system? The teachers' union? National Education Association, and left-leaning politicians. No, seriously. Take a look at the more conservative. Take a look at the difference between the red states and the blue states and how they handled COVID from an educational standpoint. Now, there were red states that shut the schools down, too. No doubt about it. But it was far, far, far more severe in the liberal led states. And it is those states where the kids suffered the most. And by the way, from the health standpoint, the red states did better than most, not all, but most blue states. I continue to say it. Everything the liberal left touches, they destroy. We see new evidence of it constantly. All right, i got to take a break. In fact, I'm a little over. My number? Hey, maybe you disagree, and if so, please give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Easy way to remember it, 877-BOB-LIVE.
0: Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash live.
1: A little earlier in the program, we were talking about the uh, courts. Uh, courts in uh, California, courts in Florida. Well, then then we have the Biden administration that basically says, we don't care about the courts. We're going to do what we want to do. Who cares what the courts say? Yeah, (laughs) you remember Joe Biden back in the campaign before he was president in referring to Donald Trump and the number of executive orders that Donald Trump had issued? it was Joe Biden that said, oh, nobody but a dictator would do what Donald Trump is doing when you try to govern by executive order. That's what... That's what dictators do. Uh huh, yeah, okay. And uh who has issued more executive orders at this point in his presidency? Trump or by Bi- well Biden by a landslide. Mm hmm. But it but it's it's not being a dictator for Joe Biden. But it, but it was for Trump. But it's but it's not for Biden. Uh, Anyway, you know about the student debt forgiveness. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not forgiveness. It's relief. Yeah, student debt relief. Well, you know that in order to— Okay, this is editorial. With my listeners, I always try to make a distinction between when I am uh, speaking absolute fact— and truth, and when I'm giving an editorial comment. This is an editorial comment, but I think it's true. Uh, This whole thing about student debt relief, it's all about buying votes. The president knows that he and the Democrats are in serious trouble. Serious trouble in this upcoming midterm election. So guess what? Ah, what's a few billion dollars between friends? We'll just forgive a bunch of student debt. Well, Mr. President, what about all the people, the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who had student debt and actually paid it off? How is it fair to pay off the student debt of some when the majority of people who you know work hard they've you know paid it off well that doesn't matter and you know what concerning the student debt thing this is this is what troubles me I think more than anything all right i think the interest rates for student loans is horrific and i think that should be reevaluated I would have no problem with that at all. Uh, But the people who have student debt, they're college graduates. Now, from a purely statistical standpoint, if you have a college degree, you have more earning potential. It's not always true. But statistically, you have more earning potential than someone without a college degree. So let's take a, uh, a person who has a college degree and they have student debt. Let's take someone who went to a trade school to learn to be a plumber or a carpenter or an HVAC technician or a, a computer repairer or someone in IT, and they chose not to go to college. They chose to go to a trade school Well, they had to pay. And many of those folks, probably most of them, took out loans in order to pay for the trade school. So here's the scenario. You got person number A who has student debt from college. You have student number B who has debt from trade school. Person A has the highest earning potential, more so than person B. Person A gets their debt forgiven. Person B, who has less earning potential, does not. Can somebody explain to me how that's in any way, shape, or form fair? Now, the reason I brought that up A federal judge on uh, Friday of last week uh, put a hold on the administration canceling loans covered under his policy. A federal judge said, "Uh uh-uh, nope, can't do it. Stop. Uh, We're going to look at this from a legal standpoint because uh, a bunch of Republican states filed a lawsuit to stop it. So a federal judge said, no, we're going to stop. The Biden administration said, we don't care. Quote, student debt relief can move full speed ahead. Education secretary pledges. So you have a federal judge who says, stop. We're going to look at this. Now, it's just temporary have a federal judge that says, stop, for now. And we have the Biden administration saying, we don't care. Full speed ahead! You see, in order to be a true liberal, you have to have disdain ultimately for authority.